This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. Good morning, good morning, and as Alan Ford would say, kisses from coast to coast. I still don't really know what that means. I don't know if that means you have to kiss literally everyone, you know, in all those little South African towns. Um, I don't know if I would, you know, you know, there's a lot of things going around at the moment. Change of seasons, droughts, floods, all that kind of thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm alone in studio. Well, not alone in studio. I wouldn't be alone in studio. I, I mean, Alan is not here. He is AWOL again. Alan Ford is gallivanting around the country, giving um, everyone a hard time, I'm sure. But because Alan's away, I thought it would be a great idea to get ladies in studio. Yeah, because we often don't have ladies because sometimes he prefers the men. <laughs> And so I have two of the most beautiful ladies I know Aww. in studio with me today. Ladies, the muses. Thank Yay. you. We're blushing. Or at least, at least half of the muses. Yes. yes. Half yeah. of the muses. Where are the other two muses today? Working. Working? Oh. Teaching. Teaching and studying and doing all that stuff. And you guys have the day off. Not really. Not really. We've made time. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to do. You guys really are, are busy, huh? Hey? I know, I know that uh, your guys' end of year is always like hectic. It's very similar to mine. I suppose it goes for a lot of artists yeah. in yeah. the country. No, we're very grateful yeah. that um, that's corporate season, and um, yeah, we, that's when we maximize. When you can load the hump, you load the hump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for those of you listening who um, are not familiar with the muses' music. I suppose I should play you something. You guys uh, recently did a cover of one of my favorite show tunes, and it goes a little something like this. I think. <laughs> Apparently not. There we go. Should have used this to announce you guys. Very Ladies dramatic. and gentlemen, the muses. Amazing. I love that song so much. Although I miss the HBO thing that happens just before it. Do you know the little <laughs> <laughs> We can add that next time yeah, for you. I think yeah. you need to do that. Is there a way you can do that on a violin? We'll try. Alright. But now we, we, we obviously can't do a whole show without Alan. And so we have Alan on the line. Uh-huh. So we're just going to find out where he is quick and what he is up to. Alan Ford, are you there? Good day. How are you? I'm wonderful. I already said your kisses from coast to coast, uh, but if you want to say it again, you, you can. Uh, well, always from kisses to coast <laughs> what morning. is up? Where are you, sir? Well, I'm in a place where we can't wash too much. You can't and wash? Ah. Well, <laughs> it, it just happens. I mean, it's just, I mean, <laughs> you have to learn how to work through water or less than water. And uh, a place called Cape Town. Cape Town, Town. yeah. Divine. Divine. Did Hi, you did, did you oh, greet the friend. ladies? The, Morning. Hello, all my my beautiful ladies. Hello, Where, Alan. Where's, uh, where's Madame Cupido? Madame Cupido, 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 sure. It's that early. <laughs> Cupido is here. She is uh, she's coming through the door right about now. Do you want to have a word with her? <laughs> She's well, just walked into studio. Welcome, Eloise. Good morning. Hi, Eloise. <laughs> Alan Ford wants to say hello. Wait, she doesn't have her headphones on, so she can't hear you, Alan. Okay, now hey, she can hear hey, you. Hey, Alan. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Huh? <laughs> Having From a... kisses and coast and coast. Oh, yeah? 
Kisses from coaster to coaster. I wouldn't do that at certain pubs around the country. <laughs> no, um, so so I've got a I've got a yeah a bev, bevy of beautiful women here today. Are you jealous? I know you're not really in that way, but bring the hottest men. Well, enjoy enjoy Cape Town. I know there's a lot of dirty men walking around at the moment. You know, you're actually weird. You're actually quite dirty. Well, I'm just, I'm, no. no, I'm just saying because they haven't washed. No water. No water. I'm not allowed. Restrictions. I don't need that visual first thing in the morning. <laughs> so, what are you doing? What are you doing there, Alan? What are you doing? Well, let me just tell you a few things. Number one, I had the pleasure of this week enjoying meeting a guy called Dynamo. Oh, yes. No, Zoom you did not and didn't tell me. Dynamo. Yeah, I know who Dynamo... Okay. The greatest illusion. Just going to have Dynamo. to make you disappear. The magician? Yeah. Yes, yes. That yeah. dude. Yeah, that yeah, fabulous yeah. dude. Yeah. So, um, he is so proud to, to be in South Africa, by the way, number one. And number two, he is so... I've never seen beautiful blue eyes. Of mm-hmm. I actually was very attractive. Now, I knew... This man would put me down. <laughs> he'd walk over me and um, make, make things it. disappear. <laughs> it is, but in, an incredible thing to meet this man. Um, and most importantly, it was quite interesting because he was such a beautiful, good man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. He came up to everyone. There were about. 15 or 16 in the room and he was there obviously to explain that he's coming to South Africa in May and this man did things that I must tell you I haven't seen before well I've seen a lot of things but not like that and he was absolutely beautiful magnificent and kind mm-hmm. after I'd like to have a picture with you <laughs> ah, this I <laughs> Let me just tell you, I just fell in love. So right. that man has something that you've never seen before. So he said, write a name on a card. So I wrote my name, Alan, A-L-A-N. And he made it, and he put it in my mouth. Okay? Uh-huh. Sure. And then he made me write dynamite in his mouth. And we stood together and two cards. So, whoa, 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 whoa. So, Alan, wait, you're standing there, and you're in each other's mouths. <laughs> and... Yeah, did he say magic words or mumble them? No, no, that's so I wrote my name in a card and he then turned it into a quarter and put it in my teeth. He so he first shrunk it down, card. he shrunk it down before he put it in your mouth. Oh, correct, it's not a teeth. Not, so he took a card, a playing card, uh-huh. made me write my name on the damn card. He then turned it into half and into a quarter and put it in my teeth. Right. He did the same with his own name. And I'm telling you now, the man, because I would know if he kissed it, it would have been beautiful. And he then said, open your, take the card out of your mouth and what is the name? And there was his name on the card in my mouth. Wow. And in his mouth, it was the same thing. It was Alan and I had Dynamo. Sheep is it. quite a bit odd. He did the weirdest thing. Is it illusion? Is it magical? Is it? It's well, no matter what. 
It sounds crazy. I mean, I can't imagine having me in my mouth and then all of a sudden there's another man in my mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds once again, absolutely not insane. Not before my first mouthful of coffee. <laughs> Shame. Go, sorry. Go, well, go. have a have a sip, Eloise, because wow. the show's only it's just like, begun. No. Wow. Eloise, can you believe? Can you believe? That we're talking about men in mouths? No. No, I can't. We're talking. I, well, no, we're talking about cards, obviously, yes. like written. Of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course we are. Yes. No, that's what happens. In fact, all of the, of the, are you, please behave yourself for one second. So this is going to be one of the most extraordinary. And let me tell you why. Demi Lee has arrived in Cape Town. She is Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. We have Dynamo, one of the best illusionists, and Hussein Bolt will be together on Saturday. Wow. And it's going to be an incredible experience. <laughs> GH Mum and Pinner Record brought people in. Sun International mm-hmm. brought people in. And she knows a lot of people in this city may not have water. But they're going to have a magical experience. <laughs> so they're bas- bathing in celebrity at the moment. <laughs> no, they're just bathing in kind of coolness. Coolness, I love that. Nice. That is very cool. Are, are, that, are these people Alex coming to Joburg? The show on Sunday was the best show I have seen. I didn't. I peed in my pants. No, it's kind of funny. And that's a problem when it's you don't Sunday have water. It's actually kind of embarrassing. You roll down the stairs, it's ridiculous. And then we do what? <laughs> roll down the same stairs. I mean, beautifully kept. I will tell you that I cannot believe how, how amazing you are to be in this country. This is the best land you can work on, live in, and be happy in. Mm. The magic is coming through it. It doesn't really matter how it works. We have to pray for a lot of water in the Cape. I have to, I only have about, I just had a glass, so I have about 49 litres left. <laughs> and I sure. still have to go to the toilet and wash myself. Sure, well that, I tell you, you can wash in 500 this mils. Is the, this is the best, best country. And you know what? I love the people that stand in queue with my dear friend. And especially my dear friend, uh, Eloise Peter. Yes, who's in studio with us? Yay! Yes, our third guest. Sorry, I haven't even announced her yet because she kind of came in mid mid chat. Uh, Ladies I, and gentlemen, I, yes, yeah, please go I, ahead, Ellen. So let me just tell you, first, a superb actress, a beautiful human, <laughs> a sexy lady, as a, a a bit of the old coast to coast color. But most importantly, she has does breakfast weekend shows. Cagnet. She has the most wonderful husband, who I think is quite divine. Unfortunately, he's not married to me, but so don't <laughs> covet. Never covet. Never covet. <laughs> he's a new dealer, God help us all. Um, not really happy. But you know what we're going to do? We're going we're to sing her song about how you, how you, how do you go with, with, uh, with an all back? I mean, really, how terrible. Alan, you should know and about everybody that your the heart does not let itself be dis- prescribed to. It just falls. You know that. It's especially scary when it falls in a plane. And but no matter what, 
her baby son, my beautiful friend, and I, I, he will always be South African because his mother is. So, <laughs> guess what? The spring buskers fast and furious. <laughs> and very proud to say that I, I work with Eloise and we have a fifth season of the show called For Anadanga on Skatenet with all the baie goeie men from the aarde. Oh, you brought it so heroic, so yeah. like a... Yeah, Afrikaans so is like fire good. Yeah. Like, and the arza and the men, from the lab, with no stand, men. Yeah, that's a nice Ian Roberts you've got going on there. I, know, I, know. I think it was uh, Tully van der Merwe there in that moment. But no, yeah, that was so not dollar, but okay. Dollar, oh, <laughs> dollar, totally, uh, totally something. Come on, man, this is wrong. Anyway, so I want to tell you that it's incredible, and I, I will tell people to tease, just embrace what's happening in this country because every one of us are standing together. We're happy. We have unzoomed it clearly, and we've unbooked it. There is a song called Made in India. It's a great curry, but um, we're going to redo a curry and uh, let's move on. Because this year, 2018, as I said to you, my dear mate, that this is the best year that we can breathe in. And I'm, I'm counting down 19 days till 2040. How damn old? Wow. wow. Can you believe how Sheep old? Is 40 years, huh? I want to know what you're going to do for your midlife crisis. Because, I mean, <laughs> you, you, oh, wait, you don't have a motorbike and you don't have a tattoo. Firstly, I don't want a tattoo. And secondly, I don't need a motorbike because I'll actually end up. <laughs> Give it 19 <laughs> days. Give it 19 <laughs> days, Alan. You'll want a tattoo and a motorbike, I'm sure. Do you know what I actually want to do? A new model. I want to be a fat model. A fat model? <laughs> you mean a plus-size model. They're not called fat models. Yeah, I want to be a plus-size, beautiful, with lovely, great things moving. No, I'm joking. But you know what the best thing is? Getting older and wiser is quite incredible. I mean, look at the interview. They're in the same year. You're just getting old and beautiful. Hmm. Right. Did you just out me, buddy? No, I think he was trying to oh. compare himself to you, <laughs> and don't worry, he failed. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I was not going to say I'm heading towards it as well, but yeah, thank you for telling the world, Alan. Love you so Are you also yeah. heading towards it? I'll let those guys get the show on. Let, let us move. And most importantly, remember, there's nothing wrong with shaking your ass and loving your life and being happy. Because yeah. that's yep. what's going to make you happy. Yeah, apparently there's a resounding yay for shaking your, your ass. Your people <laughs> else. No, being happy. Happy. And, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. and shaking your ass. Nathan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alan Ford. Nathan Ross. And Jonathan, he will sing us a song. Where's, uh, have you prepped? Have I, sorry, have I prepped? Of course I've prepped. Where's your song? No, 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 I'm not singing today. No, no, right My now. guests are. No, no, right now you sing something. Right now. Right, right now. Um, no, right. Okay. Uh, jeepers. Put, put a brother on the spot, eh? Mm-hmm. What would you like to hear, Alan Ford? My darling. Because you've already taken up 18 minutes of the show. You know, we've actually missed the part where someone sings, usually. No, but you're going to sing this right now. Just, just, to, just to explain what you do. But people know what I do. They listen to the show. You They're... better sing the song, I've Got You. 
Under My Skin. Uh, that's not even my song. All right. Well, sing a damn thing, my dear. Well, I, 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 now watch you, this, ladies. Watch how this man crude. Okay. just want to break him out. I'm getting the color this wheel of death up. here. Trust me. Ladies, you better start. And I'm giving you some time. I'm just going to get about to introduce Mr. Nathan Johnson Ross. And in three. I brought this band with me. <laughs> I'm feeling good too, Alan. Oh, I got a sheet on my bed and a pillow for a head. I got a pencil full of lead and some water for my throat. I got buttons on my coat, sails on my coat. So much more than I needed before. I got money in the meter and a two-bar heater. Now it's getting hotter. Oh no, it's getting sweeter. Got legs on my chest, head full of hair. Hot in a pan and some shoes on my feet. I got a shelf full of books and most of my teeth. Few pairs of socks and a door with a lock. I got food in my belly and a license for my telly. Nothing's gonna bring me down. Usually we get the uh, guests to sing. Today. We'll change it up a bit. I got a nice guitar and tires for my car. I got a head full of memes and scripts for the scenes. I'm out and about, so I'm in with a shout. Very bit of chat, but better than that. I got food in my belly and a license for my telly. Help this gonna bring me down. How's that, Alan? Alan, are you there? Are you gone? <laughs> he's gone for a shower. It's, and he's only got two. You'll only be gone two minutes, but it's fine. All right. Well, that was Alan Ford in Cape Town, and uh, yes, now we can actually proceed with the show. You know, there's there's nothing greater than just you know stopping the show to catch up with Alan. And and did you notice? I think I think he may have been sampling some of the Devil's Lettuce. Yeah. Did it? Did, he was, was pretty it just, happy. <laughs> he sounded very. Alan's usually in like, love I mean, with Alan's life. a little bit all over the show. I mean, he's, he speaks really fast. He looks over here. He looks over here, and then it's all, all of a sudden he's in Cape Town, and now he's slowed Shoo. down. Aww. He's doing these presidential type pauses. Yes. Between between words, you know, it's actually quite. It's quite. It's, it makes for very interesting listening because you you find yourself leaning forward, even though there's nothing in front of you. You like just. I don't know if it's like a you lean forward to hurry people along, or if you're just quite interested in what they're saying, and it's just. You know, it's like a book. You like want to get to the end of the chapter, but you can only read so fast. And so long as someone doesn't finish your sentence for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I tend to do that if someone pauses too long. <laughs> oh, really? I actually knew a guy that used to... I mean, if, if you tell me a story. Ruby, tell me a story. Um, one day there was a child. Child, yes. <laughs> yeah, those people. Who roamed around, around the... the Block. Block, yes. <laughs> you know those people no. that... Have you, Eloise, have you ever interviewed someone like that, that finishes your sentences? No. Um, <laughs> we, One of the hardest people to interview is people who go, yes. Oh, oh right. Yes one word stop. answers. No. You no. haven't asked a yes or no question. And then you sit there and no matter what you do, you... Make a convoluted question again Just to try and draw Because you've read the research You yeah. know what actually happened You yeah. want them to tell it and Of not, course, not, yeah No They just sit there And they clam up And I found this Especially with comedians oh, wow. And actors Funnily enough Wow um, Where they just You'd think They'd come to the party 
because you've seen them perform mm. or um, out there. And they seem to have a lot, lot to, to say, to to say, say yeah. about things. Yeah. It was, uh, I think yeah, we did it. Oh, we finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that. Those are the the most dangerous people to interview because you can lose it in yes. yourself. Because um, all you want and all you want to create for people who are watching television is a conversation. Mm. And so I don't have any scripts and stuff. I kind of know what I'm talking about, but I, I let them lead. Did you not get your script, Eloise, for today? No, girl. I'm an actor. We, we improv She's wherever seasoned. we go. What? No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, Let, let's sorry, not go. Sorry, sorry, yes, sorry. yes, and no, but <laughs> we're also not freaked out. We're, we're not freaked out if we go off script, and a mm. lot of actors are. And that's why a lot of actors apparently don't make good presenters because they can't mm-hmm. just be themselves. And yeah, they like to read it. And Although they're, they're pretty and they're good like at audio all the time. Oh no, no, no! Please, oh, really? how people can't? Woo! <laughs> people can't audio cue. No reading. Oh, Have people you not can't noticed? read. No, look, I know, I know, Limpopo has a big issue with <laughs> literacy. Oh no, no, it's 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 <laughs> contagious. It's spread around the world. Eloise, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I have a production manager waving her hands. Ridiculous at me because there's an urgent phone call. Um, who's on the line? It's me. Oh, <laughs> and oh it's Alan. when we turn 40, then we have to own Tommy's experience. Wow, he just we picked straight up. Voice. I'm old enough now, by the way, and I turn in 19 days 40 years old. So you will now hear me clearly because I will use poignant terms that I've learned over radio history. Mm. But most important. Please don't speak behind my back because my tits are too big. So you can never see what's going to happen. We would and never you speak behind your much. back. We know you're listening to the show. Obviously. So we were, we were just commenting no. on, on the, the slowness of your pronunciation. You enunciate every Can't word. You. It's wonderful, actually, no, because I can I'm hear what you're saying for the first time. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I want to tell you, all you lovely ladies, that this is, I mean, the year of greatness, good women, people that come together. Yeah. And the most important thing we can do in this year is that we'll have joy, we'll have fun, but let me tell you, we'll have people that actually actually would like to do what they do and be happy. And we will not allow the abuse of children, women and others. This is what the world needs, kindness and love. Mm. We love that. And let me tell you that it has to be said more and more every single day. Oprah said it at the um, Golden Globes, and unfortunately, uh, we do not live, ladies and gentlemen, in a shithole. So, let's make it very clear. Whatever we do is completely perfect and proper. Ruby's frowning. That note, I'm not frowning. Lots uh, of I'm love. understanding. And from Cape Town, I have to now have a shower, which will, be, will take me about five minutes. But I'm allowed to. I'm going to have to just sit and like. <laughs> just take a bucket and just keep using that until well, the end of the week. I might have 17 people around me. And we sure. all start together. Sure. That's Goodbye. exciting. Goodbye. Thank you, Alan Ford. Sure. He's so great at like picking up from where he left off, eh? I mean, I almost felt like the conversation we had prior to that just didn't happen. But, but you know what I, What hit me? Um, he said he's um, possibly going to meet Miss Universe. Mm. That, that mm. I was just thinking... He needs to shower. <laughs> Beyond that, but he was basically talking like a Miss Universe. Oh, He's been, oh, yeah. Did you pick that up? He basically said world peace over a much longer yeah. extended period of time. But very eloquent oh. and he packed it out and I'm like, 
what? And it just hit me yeah. now. Maybe the, he's practicing. Time. Yes. It could very well be. Yeah. No, Alan has got those kind of depths, don't mm. worry. He just doesn't always. Oh, no, he is a Miss Universe, I think. He was he was born for that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, damn, this body. And I'm talking about being a man. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we know he's fabulous. All right, so ladies, sorry, let's uh, let's pick up. All right, let's let's actually talk about why why we're here. The the muses are here because you guys have a show coming up yes, in February. Let's talk about that. So when is it happening? Why is it happening? It's on Valentine's yes. Day, so it's um, it's um, celebrating love. Right, yeah. and even and the lonely people. Even the lonely people can yeah. come. Yeah. Even the loved up people can come. Everyone can come. We're having a show at the Barnyard Theatre in Ravonia. And bring your loved ones. Come yeah. and celebrate with us. It's not necessarily lovey-dovey. <laughs> it's um, it's just coming to have a fun night with us. Which barnyard are you guys performing at? Ravonia Barnyard, right? Is it Ravonia? Yeah. Okay, so Ravonia on the 14th of Feb. Okay, yes. where, where can people get tickets? From ba- the Barnyard? Barnyard Theatre. Yeah. Okay, .co.za. Yeah. That's it. All right, <laughs> they can find it. Okay, so it's it's a very love-themed. And, I mean, and you guys do such a broad range of things. I mean, a lot of people don't know this about you guys, but you're all classically trained um Violinists or what string instrumentalists, yeah. and um, you guys left kind of classical stuff to do to follow our passion, to follow your passion and as do whatever you Alex want, says basically. To shake our ass. I'm kidding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what basically what we do is um, we're still classically trained and we still perform in the classical space. Um, but oh, so you haven't cut ties, no? Oh, so it's not like the classical musicians are like, oh, you've left the. <laughs> You know the barnyard, and I mean not the barnyard. It the depends. I mean, yard. It, it, we we um, we have focused more on playing pop music and um, and doing something quite different from the classical mm. world. Um, uh, Ashley still teaches a lot, and um, Neo still plays. Neo studying. Yeah. She's yeah. She's mm. um, so so. We need to keep up our instruments and and play classical music occasionally yeah. but um but it is quite separate from the classical world i yeah. suppose what we do they are very different worlds because i mean i i grew up in the pop rock world and then the first time i performed with a a, a symphony i was blown away by how time conscious yes, they are very disciplined, very i mean i was three minutes late and i've never had such dirty <laughs> looks you know when you're the last person on an airplane and everyone mm-hmm. just watches you with yeah. hate yeah. Like no. that's how I felt walking into the orchestra. It's very strict, yeah. and and if you have a rehearsal, it needs to end when rehearsal ends. And, yeah. Then it's break time. Um. So the concept of playing a show like we do, where you have to hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Get and that. then wait yeah. some more. It's it's um. I think it's it's a different world actually. Um. Um. Not that it's better. Or it's just different. It's. Yeah. I mean, mm. you were saying when you talk to people that aren't used to doing interviews and um. And some people really struggle to improv. It's that they probably haven't had experience. They may be good at what they do and they're yeah. used to scripted, scripted things. It's a, a different way of being prepared. And with classical music, you read your music, you, you know um, you, yeah. It's, and with what, and sometimes they're a bit uncomfortable if they have to do what we do. Yeah. Um, and if they're not used to doing it, yeah, because no winging it in an yeah. orchestra, everybody's got crystal you clear to, and you have to yeah, crystal clear moments. You come do. in yes, and go out, yeah. and, and the um, yeah. <coughs> and the training and technicality that you need to have to do that is incredible. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a discipline, and um, yes, there is space within that to to be very emotive and you know interpret things, but um, within boundaries, I yeah. think. I, so. I can definitely see the pluses on both because yeah, I mean, uh, you come yes. from an orchestra background, and you can be. You, uh, you know, someone can just put music in front of you. You've never heard it in your life, and you can play it. it yeah, but 
all of a sudden there's a power failure and someone's like, just play anything. And then do they sit awkwardly? Yeah, look, some but some incredible musicians can, can do anything. But I'm sure that's where you guys have like garnered that skill from the hurry up and waiting side of the world where you can just... You can wing things if things don't go well. Also, you guys don't play with sheet music in front of you. Yeah. You have to rely on your memory. So, I mean, that's we've, a Yeah, we've honed our, um, our uh, playing by ear skills a lot more because mm. um, a lot of the music and um, memorization, things like that. Mm. Um, but um, when I used to play in orchestras full time, um, then I used to read music really fast, which I can't do anymore, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, because you don't do it as often. Because oh, so, yeah. so yeah. that's, that's the thing. When you just said um, you had a whole new playing by ear skills, I know a lot of pianists, for instance, who can just hear a piece of music and they play mm. full chord progressions and everything. And I sit there for days just figuring out yeah. the right hand and then I kind of slowly bring the left <laughs> hand. So when you say you hone, how, how do you do that? I, th- I think with just the journey, yeah, we've, um, we've, with our pop on strings albums, we've, um, we've interpreted pop music, um, we've listened to songs, um, work out things. Yes, get arrangements done, but it's, um, it's a lot of, um, yeah, training, listening, learning to listen pra- to a yeah, track. Practicing and going, going over backwards what you've learned. You learned how, you learn how to memorize and, you know, like connect everything to what you're doing at that moment. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, <clears throat> this is a, <clears throat> a <laughs> yeah, I'm just needing to f- ask this nicely. Uh, a lot of musos and uh, people who've been around in the music industry for longer than five minutes feel that today's pop music isn't as um, musicy. <clears throat> As a music from not the, as rich or yeah. high or culture Be, because you sometimes only have like three or four chords in a pop song that just gets absolutely yeah, yeah. Pop, I mean pop music is a, a lot more <coughs> simple structurally it doesn't have um, all the yeah it's not like bohemian yeah, rhapsody yeah, depth it doesn't have the depth that the old school classics do but that being said what we often see within a pop song is we find the melodies and the harmonies and it almost becomes a little more intricate yeah, by doing arranging it for a, a, a string, string quartet, quartet. And, and i think that's what you don't have words you've yeah. got to make it that's what people to appreciate they recognize that, the song have you come across a pop song that's actually surprised you musically that you like, definitely. Wow. Definitely. definitely and and then we found some that are like oh yeah we shouldn't play you that one. <laughs> yeah so you it think does, it, it does happen that you find ones that are empty but i feel like what olivia said is true we we've managed to find more depth in what we can do from string arranging and also from just a four element group singing it as opposed to one person portraying one melody and the other thing about um playing in an electric string quartet and playing pop music is it's a lot about giving a show um so you have to dance and smile and um interact with your audience mm. so there's a, a lot more um variables um involved and um i think if we were trying to do that with a really difficult symphony it would be incredibly be challenging <laughs> yeah. That's another thing because I you have to concentrate so much to obviously on the technical quality mm. so yes a lot of the music we play is not as Difficult technically, maybe, mm. um, or as challenging, challenging to make it mus- musical, musical, obviously, mm. but, um, but it gives up that space to 
to feel it and enjoy it and and ex- express it. So to some, some Philharmonic and symphonic people quite look quite miserable actually when they're playing. Mm. But I think it's it's exactly what you're saying. It's actually they're just concentrating, concentrating. so hard. You, you can't compare yeah. what the, it's just two such different yeah. worlds. Yeah. And it's like an Olympic sport. I mean, you won't see them like smiling away to get the cameras as much, you know, because yeah. they're focused on what they're doing. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a skill, and they you've have got to. A, you've got to zone out, otherwise, yeah. you cannot compete at that level. Yeah. But in the world at the moment, I mean, there's incredible ways where where musicians are crossing the boundaries and um, and doing unusual things. And yes, it's actually amazingly technically challenging and get showmanship. And I mean, there's yeah, there's yeah. In- incredible musicians yeah. and artists. I must say the. The birth of YouTube and things like mm-hmm. that have shown talent from all around the world yeah. in the most ridiculous creative ways. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you always th- think that the guys you hear about on TV are the top of the game. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, YouTube <laughs> comes along and there's a three year old that can outplay anyone. Everyone, yeah. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm not sure if you've yeah. heard of Jacob Collier, um, but when he was about 16 or 18, um, he was blowing the minds of people like Quincy Jones. Quincy oh, wow. Jones called him and was like, I want to do your album because mm. this kid was just so talented. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, has, has that guy, I mean, YouTube's done some cool stuff for you for guys us, as well. I mean, huh? Yeah, we've managed to, to reach people that um, would never actually know a group like us. And, and, and we're so grateful for that platform because we can bring our music to the world, essentially, and we can, um, interact with people and find out what they like and and we learn so much from what other musicians in the world are doing so mm. it's it's a great platform to to be able to express what you're doing and freely I mean people can judge you but we essentially don't care <laughs> there's also a little bit more pressure though because YouTube as well being a, a visual medium yeah I mean you always have to look mm. amazing you have to have a new pair of shoes you can't wear the same shoes you wore in the last video you know oh, what I mean? touch, no, no you can, you can. You can so totally wear the same pair of shoes and the same Depends on you just how, need you, how you style it. But dazzle. <laughs> no, it just depends on how you and how you rock it. Yeah. Okay. Like you know, unfortunately, you know, I was recently in New Zealand. Yeah. And wow. Um, yeah. When you when you travel to a new country, one of the things I love doing is buying a pair of shoes there because mm. the, then the shoes have a story. Mm. And then when I need to get rid of it, I can you know qualify to my husband why I need space for that pair of shoes because you know it, it reminds it's me of our trip, trip and you know <laughs> but you know it's, it's like I'm taking notes. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, learn that yeah, I've been doing that for years. But one of the things I'm noticing is we are very. Uh, in South Africa, very judgmental about people's physicality and their looks mm, mm. and very status driven. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's uh, because it's a an older society oh, over wow. there and they're a little bit more integrated and all of that kind of stuff. But I saw people walking not so fashionable. Is it? Yeah. Wow. No, it was December. So, you know, it was holiday hot and, and hot. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> dress up every single day, but you... This is the great thing about traveling. It just opens your eyes to what is truly important. Mm. Mm. I found the same thing in New York. People didn't really look at what you look at. Like you, you were free to be, be yourself. However, yeah. that does come at a price. The, in particular in New York, there's a bit of a sadness there because people are so free to be themselves that they're often on their own too and mm. alone too. And it's a massive city. Mm. Whereas here, People judge you, but they kind of still want to be your buddy. You know? Yeah, they yeah. they'll kind of still with your rotten shoes, let yeah. you into the conversation, and you can come sit there at the party, have a about cocktail. Your rotten the... shoes. Yeah, well, when they you will. Leave the room. They will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, I, I don't know about you girls, but um, I often see a lady that's not, um, well, that's wearing an outfit that's less than flattering, mm. and I have a few questions for her. Number one, does she not have a mirror? 
mm-hmm. or friends. Or friends or a loved one. Now, you don't need to be cruel, <laughs> but goodness gracious, we can all look fabulous, even in MR Pro Se or mm-hmm. AC Kermans. Uh-huh. Ah, no, you know, you <laughs> I rock AC Kermans. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's just my little bit. No, I that's agree. Exactly that's a very right. valid point, yeah. But I mean, don't you think there's also some, I mean, I wonder if the rest of the world then looks at us and be like, wow, these South Africans always look so amazing. I hope so. Yeah. Because I mean, that would be like a nice, the- nice thing to have said about us. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we were in South Africa um, in the holidays. So great. My goodness. I mean, it was three o'clock in the morning and we went to a gas station to get some popcorn and they look like dressed to the nines. Yeah, like that girl just put a glitter on. They didn't see yeah. me at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I hope the world looks at us as like a, a country that's influential and on trend because I feel like for a long time we were stereotyped as a stereotyped as Africa. Do you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? We're like lions and stuff from around. But lions but and tigers and bears. Oh my! You don't yeah. have that. I don't. Really? Actually, I have. I can't speak to you right now. <laughs> what did you do with your lion? Honestly, I, it's roaming around the streets with that little child that I was telling the story about earlier. I just find parking for elephants is so difficult these days. <laughs> yeah, but they're forgiving, you know. No, actually, they're not. They're not. Uh, they all, and they have to clean up after them. Mm, and I don't yeah. bring enough dustbin bags ever. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of travel, you are very well traveled, Eloise. Oh gosh, I love you. You have been. Around the world, hey? And you've married a foreigner. Ugh. Yeah, well, that, like, like I said to Alan. Yeah, Alan wanted me to, wanted me to tease you about that a little bit. And he wanted me to, he, he wanted to make me sing, uh, make you sing, waltzing Matilda. And I was like, why? And he's like, cause she's, cause she's married a New Zealander. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, that's an Australian song. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah. So, so, so people do that as well. They kind of listen to him and they go, Oh, are you from Australia? And I could just see him go red here from his, oh, yeah. like, neck is, so, so New, New Zealand, uh, so I bet Ruby's, you know, they get the same thing Ruby feels. It's like they don't want to be oh, roped yeah. in with the whole of Africa, which is like they don't want to be, <laughs> we're not Australasia. Anyway, anyway, ladies, ladies, I just want to quickly interrupt. There's a, a lovely lady we need to catch up from, uh, catch up with from Cape Town. The wonderful Candace von Lutzbra. Candace, are you there? <laughs> There. It's a oh. really bad line, though. So if I misunderstand you, forgive me. Oh, sorry. So you won't uh, you won't heckle me for mispronouncing your surname. <laughs> I couldn't even hear that you did, but I assumed you had. Brilliant. Well, I will try and speak like Alan Ford, and I will pronounce <laughs> very everything very clearly. Excellent. Candace, how are you? I'm very good, and you? Very well, thank you. Are you are you worried about day zero? Uh, I think everyone is, yeah. We're all sitting here very smelly in Cape Town. It sounds like we're counting down to the zombie apocalypse. I know, like, right? pe- people are, people <laughs> well, are scared. Well, I need to get some guns and run then. Yes, you're, you're off to the bush. Yeah. Now, we're going up to Botswana. Well, they basically said anyone who can leave should because it's a few less people using water. Yeah. So we've got family up in Botswana, so we're going to go make movies in Botswana. Sure. You know it's bad when you're going to an arid region. To get water. <laughs> wow. It's like, sure, I think we need to go south Namibia because it's, <laughs> there's more water up there. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't stay there for free. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Candace, obviously you are a renowned actress in South Africa. You've been in so much stuff. Re- uh, most recently, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, mm-hmm. where I have to say you kind of stole the show and that's a really hard thing to do in a show like Priscilla because 
everyone is over the top. Everyone is ultra glamorous. And I must say, your scenes have just stuck in my mind. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I mean... Probably because of the boobs. It's got to be the boobs. It might be the boobs. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they weren't her boobs. They were these giant... Uh, not mine. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to ask you for tips, boobs. man. Yeah. Come on. No, yeah. She was working closely with two other actresses on that <laughs> night. Um, and, and Yes, they called boobs. Two actresses. Yes. <laughs> so, now, Candace's, Candace's role in Priscilla, I think the reason maybe you stood out is because you were not as glamorous as everyone else, you know, in the cast. Like, your outfits were... I mean, in that in that bar scene, your well, outfit was not. Yeah, <laughs> it was not the glitter and glam of the rest of Priscilla here. No, I didn't get to be pretty like the boys, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, no, lovely role to play. And Candice, um, I mean, you. I, I read an article about you the other day, and your how you got the role for Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors, which I saw you in, and you blew me away actually, um, in that okay. as well. And I wanted to ask you, so so how did you get this role um, in Little Shop of Horrors? Tell tell the people. Um, well, basically, they didn't want to see me for it. I couldn't get an audition, but I knew it was happening. So I got a few friends together um, and basically put together an audition tape of everything Audrey does in the show and sent it directly to the director and was like, I am your Audrey. <laughs> um, yeah, that, was lit- that was literally your email subject line, hey, I am your Audrey. <laughs> Um, pretty much and he phoned me and just said you know Stephen said I said thank you so much for sending me this and I'll I have to think about it um, but you've given me a lot to think about and then I actually buggered off to Botswana and we went on safari and I got the call just after I got back and he asked for the videos again he said please send them to me I'm sitting with Peter Turin and I'd like to show them to him and I sent them through again and the next thing I, I was literally sat on my bike at a petrol station when my phone rang and naughty, naughty answered the phone in the petrol station. Um, oh, and they living said, on the edge. You've yeah? got the role. So I could have blown up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Um, Just not and then basically the attendant uh, at the petrol station watched me burst into tears, not knowing what was going on. Shame. <laughs> So wow, petrol, petrol, petrol attendant was the first guy who knew I got the role. <laughs> <laughs> that was and a great you, story. You, you told, told him all about it, huh? <laughs> I'm playing Audrey in a little shop. <laughs> and he was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to check your tires? <laughs> Candace? Please get off your phone, man. <laughs> Candace, so yeah. Aloisia, so your reaction when I listen to that speaks to the whole dilemma that an actor has you put yourself out there you you you're convinced you are but obviously you know being cast is not in your control Mm. you're not the final person who has to say even if you are the most talented person on the planet and perfect for the role Mm. and then to have that put yourself out there put it on video have it sent and you kind of do have to let go because i mean we go to so Uh many auditions Mm. and don't get it and if you hang on to all of it we'll be wrecks which we kind of are but we kind of pretend we're not (laughs) And yeah, you get it. So what does that say to you about you and about how you go about promoting you and possibly what's possible for your future? Well, I think you have to grab things by the balls. And I mean, when I'm teaching and when I'm mentoring people, I always say you, you can't sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. And I did for far too long. I sat around going, mm-hmm. oh, why isn't my agent calling me? Mm-hmm. Why am I not getting auditions? 
Mm-hmm. And eventually, thank goodness I have a husband who gave me a kick up the pants and said, <laughs> like, uh, no, <laughs> if you want the role and you think you're right for the role, you need to do what you need to do to get it, whatever that means, Just, you know, without being an idiot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I love that. And I think you have to learn how to really analyze yourself and know who you are, what you're right for, and not, not fall into wishful thinking about mm-hmm. yourself, but actually embrace all your flaws and, and all the things that are your quirky bits and what makes you right for something, and then do the work. Yep. What do the work to actually show that you're right. <laughs> Another thing I find interesting about your story is that I think in, in this day and age, a lot of people are forgetting what actors actually do. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, people are casting people on the way they look and sound. Yeah. Or their Twitter and, following. Or, yeah, or their Twitter following. Social media Please, following. I, but they're, yeah, for, they're yeah. forgetting that an actor can, can take on different roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, for example, this, this Audrey audition. You watch the original movie and it was a tall, skinny, blonde mm-hmm. lady with curly hair. And Candace, mm-hmm. I mean, you're dark. You're shorter, you know, so, I mean, you're not, and you're loud. This uh, Audrey in the movie was the soft-spoken little kind of wimp. And, um, and I can imagine why, you know, an agent would be like, oh, no, no, she's not the right mm. look for the role. But they forget that that's your craft yeah, and that's you, what you, you do. You put yourself in that role. And yeah. also understanding the heart of a character and really knowing that, like, I, I get who she is. Yes. Um, and she's, she's an, you know, she's an abused woman she wasn't a woman who who had self-esteem so mm. the softness isn't necessarily who she is you know mm. they, they may be allowed as she goes into um suddenly Seymour um a gospel singer in there mm. yeah. <laughs> and that's who she really is when she lets it out um yeah and I mean it takes a long time for actresses and actors everyone to really and I think people in general to really realize who they are and what they're actually about and when you find that mm. That's when you know what the roles are for you. Mm. Um, Gina Schmuck actually years ago gave me some advice. I don't know if she'll even remember saying this when we were doing Jesus Christ Superstar. She said, like, once you've found who you are, you may have to change your body to actually fit that. And she's like, for you, being a comedian, you may have to put on 20 Ks to get the roles that you want to convince people in the first place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, okay. You know, at, the, at the time, I was running around in a bikini in Jesus Christ Superstar. And I yeah. did it. I, I put on the 20Ks, and literally the roles just started coming because people had this idea that that is funny. So it started getting me jobs. I'm also going to use that as well going forward. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, it's for my craft. Yeah. Thank you, Candice. I'm, I'm post-birth, and I've been struggling for the last year to kind of get rid of that... Uh, Last little bit of mummy weight, and I'm just gonna go. It's I'm just well. inhabiting no, yeah. just myself. Eloise <laughs> is moving into comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start jiggling the mummy, you know, pouch, and not gonna do any more ab work. <laughs> I'm gonna say to my yoga teacher, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, you are taking away the actor in me. Just leave her." Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Why, why we've got Candice? Why we've got so, Candice you know, on the line? Find the thing that is you and go like. Okay, this works for me. And, and whatever the hell that is. And don't take my role. <laughs> don't worry. We, we can do a Siamese move. <laughs> um, you guys are all very busy I mean We chatted to the muses A little mm-hmm. bit earlier They're hectic um, Eloise we know You are super busy And now a new mom as well I know um, Olivia, Olivia from the muses As well Is is a mother of two Now 
And, uh, and, and Candace, you also have so much on the go. I mean, you don't just, um, act. I mean, you don't sit around waiting for things. You, you made your, um, success happen. You've got your own company called Candrice. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Like the, all the different roles you have to play, basically. Not acting, yeah. but, you know, in your life. Um, well, I'm also a photographer, so part of Canned Rice is doing headshots, factors, and theater photography, stuff like that. Um, but basically, Canned Rice was formed because when I finished uh, Sunset Boulevard, that's what it was, I didn't have work for a year. And, uh, you know, I think all actors have a dry spell like that, but basically, um, Drew Bucker, uh, yeah, Drew was Rinstra at the time, now Drew Bucker, um, said, well, why don't we put a show together? And that was the first show, Under Study Blues, that we did under the banner of Cam Drive. Hmm. And since then, we've done radio drama, we've done straight plays, then I moved into becoming a playwright as well. Yeah, so I mean, you've written I've From written, the Heart, Court, um, yes. yeah, a whole bunch. How many, how many have you written yeah, well, today? From the Heart was an adaptation, and then Court was my first full-length drama that I wrote. Yes, and that, at the moment, I've three that I'm in first and second draft versions of. I remember you saying it was quite difficult to act in something you've written as well because you're saying kind of your own your own words back to yourself. Yeah, it's that matter of sort of turning off the one thing going, okay, I'm not the playwright anymore. The playwright is not in the room. Now the actress needs to interpret what the playwright wrote. Did Candice, the actress, feel she had the freedom to change the script as she saw fit as she went along? Not change the script, but sometimes... Forget... Lines. You've got to basically stop and go, I can't go back to changing the script as the playwright anymore. Mm. Right. And it's that thing that you need to stop. We go, this is what they wrote, even though that they is me. And now I have to make it work because you can't keep working on the script and keep working on the script. You'll never get the thing on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, and also I was producing at the same time as well. So then you have that thing where you start worrying about, oh, ticket sales, and I've got to get the poster done, and I've got to get... Because I was doing everything on the show. Um, And you've got to learn to go, okay, that is the time allotted to that job, and now it's rehearsal time, and I can't be worrying about those things. It's not my business if tickets are selling, and if that's gotten to a printer, now is just the time to interpret this role and do the work. But don't you find that... Putting on all these different hats has given you such a huge respect for all the individual positions um, that, mm. that do these jobs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to wear that many hats. And I think in future, I, I will delegate a lot more than I have in the past. But it also it was a great learning curve to, to take on that much was a show that was that important to me as well and that I thought really needed to be said. There were things that, ironically, I mean, we did Court Now a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. and it ended up being very much sort of a precursor to the whole Harvey Weinstein, um, well, the movement that's arisen from that because the show was about the whole Roman Polanski um rape and and the the girl well basically about the young girl who was affected and how her life has been affected mm. for so long after that and how the press and other people got so involved in her case um and bringing that to stage was so important to me and then to have seen how the world has just exploded around that topic now is insane so yeah yeah that's why we do it hey so why we tell the stories that we tell to actually affect change and to get people thinking. So hopefully a few people who saw the show 
Yeah, I must I must say there must be something so awesome about just being relevant. I mean, like mm. ha- knowing that you did something at a time when it was so important to be done. You know, it's like almost yeah. like the fates have aligned, the stars have aligned, and you've uh, you know you've done something important. Mm. Awesome. Also, we had people that we didn't expect. Like we had lawyers who were speaking to us afterwards who were saying, "I can think about how the words that I use to try to get the story, to try to get the case one, affect the person." that I'm actually talking to. And we had a, a woman who, that's her job. She speaks to sexual assault victims sure. and gets them through trial. Yeah. And she said, I've said some of those things. Sure. Thinking I'm doing the right thing and, and going, oh, I didn't think about how that could impact you later in your life sure. and how that could actually end up adding to how much pain you've been caused already. So those stories, like the men coming to us as well and saying like, wow, the, the lessons that I learned in being able to be support for someone who's coming forward is invaluable. Yeah. There's a couple of things from our past and what parents and, and other people have said that uh, are untrue. And one of the things that just came up for me was that um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but worse will never hurt me is patently untrue. Yeah. I remember as a child thinking, that's not true. I remember mm. something mm-hmm. a teacher said to me mm. that was so false and so untrue, but because they came from a position of power and we were taught to respect mm. those yeah. people, mm. they had influence. And obviously mm. a little part of me was already kind of thinking that. So it fell on fertile ground inside of me. And thank goodness I had other strong um, um, self-knowledge and stuff at that age. So I could counter the input coming in but those words are critical and i say that to people today and they kind of look at you oh don't be so airy fairy don't take everything so seriously but it is is, serious once it's out of your mouth you have no control about what it does in anybody else's mind should actually be broken broken bones can heal you know but words will stick around a lot longer and unchecked Mm. the biggest thing is unchecked you don't check because you say to yourself oh you stub your toe oh stupid your subconscious doesn't know you're telling a lie. Yeah. Wow. Or like you, you, your subconscious goes, oh, yeah, I'm stupid. stupid then yeah. it goes out to find evidence that you're stupid, which it will find all the time. <laughs> mm. And that becomes your story. Mm. Awesome. Well, ladies, we are running out of time. So, Candice, I'm going to let you go. Um, so okay. amazing chatting to you. But please come into studio next time you're in Joburg for a show. I will and definitely. As soon as the, I must say. All the best with everything that's going to happen this year. Okay. Yay. Thank you. Bye. All right. That's Candice, Candice van Litzborough. And an amazing actress um, in South Africa. She's She really is fulfilling every role. And she has such respect for everyone in the industry. I've never heard a bad thing come out, out of her mouth, which is just mm. so great. Which I think is why yeah. she's doing so well yeah. as well. And, uh, yeah, sure. What, what you were saying now. Jeepers. This show got I deep. I know. So deep, eh? <laughs> wow. And it, but it's so true. So, so true. I mean, words are, you never know how, how powerful they are. Mm. Yeah. So, so. As entertainers, I think a lot of our colleagues don't take any, um, they don't give it the right weight. When we speak from a television or a radio platform, you do have to choose what you say very carefully. Mm. And I mean, I have hell of a strong opinions. I just don't share them all the time because that might be how I feel at that moment based on what happened before or, you know, whatever. Mm. And we don't have the luxury of coming back and saying, oh, I didn't mean it like that. 
Huskies, I was premenstrual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like being uh, being on Cliff Central. You know, you can say whatever you really like, but it doesn't mean you have to. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> quite refreshing. All right, we're going to play out with a big musical number. Um, and, you know, I did promise, Alan, I would make your life a little bit difficult, Eloise. So we're going to say goodbye to the wonderful muses and come and watch their show on the 14th yes. of Feb. Yay. It's for Valentine's Day. Bring everyone you love. It's the most romantic string evening you could imagine. Um, <laughs> so, so do it. Get your tickets from uh, Barnyard Theatre.ca.za. And uh, you're going to do a bit of karaoke for me <laughs> now, Eloise. You're going to sing us out. <laughs> And, um, no, don't do it to don't me. Don't worry, it's not Wilson Matilda. It is the New Zealand national anthem. Oh. I'm sure you know it, eh? No, I don't. Well, don't worry, I have the lyrics right here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye from the unview. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> that's not it. I was going to say that's not it. I was going to say, is this There are the many versions of it, but not I've never one. heard that one. That is not it at all. Sure, that would be a great, wouldn't it? Anthem. A great We'd all anthem. We'll be happy if that was our anthem. Uh, all right, here we go. These are beautiful. Being sung out by Eloise no, Capito. No, no. And you, please sing with me. I don't know the lyrics. Uh, you can read it. I can't see them. Uh. <laughs> it's also in Maori, so. Oh, the first part is. Yes. It's also another version that I haven't heard yet. View the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.